0: Hello, everyone. It's Hotline League free agency edition because as of three and a half hours ago, teams are now able to sign players and free agency, the trade window, all that stuff has officially begun and uh, absolutely nothing has happened except for I guess a Blaze Olive got officially dropped. Uh, don't think much else did has happened see- so far.
1: Pride Stalker is gone. Pride Stalker, uh, yeah, funny. I did the
0: boomerang it's effect for that.
1: Did you see the I forget who, who tweeted it, but it was like his date about him being like, Oh, I want to stay for more than a year. And it was on November 16th, 2021. And then it's like, thank you for everything. Pride stalker, November 22nd or 21st or whatever, you know, Yep, that's uh <laughs> made it for more than a year. He did. He accomplished the goal by five days. Yeah.
0: Maybe I don't deserve or veteran, maybe he, yeah, he doesn't yeah, deserve yeah. the boomerang. Um, no. Okay. So first oh, off, yeah. uh, we're going to be talking about off season stuff on this episode. We're going to be using the video that I put out today. Uh, if you want, you can go watch it. I don't know if it'll be out of date by the time that you all are watching this on like podcast platforms or YouTube or whatever, but uh, that's there's a spreadsheet that I showed there that we're going to go off of, and uh, maybe some more news will break during the show. I have no idea, but we're going to be talking about all that stuff, and so this show will be primarily about these projected rosters. I have projections of 90% confidence. There's probably one or two i that'll slip or change last minute, but... For every uh, spot in the league, with the exception of FlyQuest ADC, um, which I have as probably Doc Damn Ruler or Teddy, probably not Ruler, um, those could fall through and they might have to give up an NA player. I heard um, there's a potential that if that falls through, they go for, this would be very different, a CLG Academy ADC, I think. Um, I forget his name. I also don't have... Uh, team liquids jungler yet although presumably a korean import anyway that's what is up yes i know c9 posted a ruler meme yes i also think you guys are gullible uh, my webcam just disappeared it'll change it'll fix itself in a second um Should anyway
1: Skype, bring back teams
0: my constant co-host mark zimmerman is here mark how's it going
1: it's going good been uh chilling Enjoying uh, the new Pokemon a little bit. Uh, Ooh, I didn't
0: know people were enjoying that.
1: uh, Well, in typical Nintendo fashion, it's like Pokemon is just a cash cow um, that they milk and put. And yet you uh, all buy it anyway. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Um, it's, it's, uh, It's okay. There's some nice things about it. I'd say I like it more than Sword and Shield, which I thought were kind of trashy. Uh, like a couple times I've like lost gym battle type situations, which is like sword and shield were like, you actually didn't need a brain cell. Like, I think you just run forward and tap a, and it kind of played itself. I don't think you actually need to think there's still like a lot of really weird things. Like your rival now self counters themselves picking as opposed to the old days, you know, like there's just those things where I'm like, all right, whatever. But, uh, at least there are challenges and it's open world and it's cool. Um, the school setting does absolutely nothing. It's, it's such a stupid, useless setting for open-world game to pick, like, a central location that you have no reason to return to at any point in time. Just classic classic design decisions that make no sense for Nintendo games. Um, they had a really incredible um, outfit system, like character customization system in Sword and Shield. It gets revamped and made worse for no reason. It's just terrible now. Um, the cooking is randomly terrible. Um, you can only make sandwiches, and the mechanics for it are trash. Um yeah, it's uh, it's, just, it's 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 uh, a but I'm having fun. I'm actually having more fun than Sword and Shield, but it's 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 typical.
0: Nice. Uh, well, I'm glad you're enjoying that. I came. I've back- also been
1: watching 1899. I need to finish watching that so I can then read the comic book and get the uh, controversy.
0: Great. I'm glad you enjoyed that. I came back from Salt Lake City on Thursday. I spent Wednesday at Brandon Sanderson's abode. We did an interview, which I've been teasing, but that'll probably pop up this week on the channel. I'm trying to decide if it's a good idea to put it out right before Thanksgiving. It's probably not, but maybe. Um, and so that's pretty swell. That was a very, 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 very cool day. Uh, one of my favorite moments was they just brought me, the, the person who was showing me around, who Adam, who's one of his VPs, brought me into a room that was just soft and hardcover copies of every book that he's ever written, and and a bunch of them, stacks of them. And he was just like, which ones do you not have yet? And I'm like, oh, my God. Um, So it was a really, really cool day. Um, But other than that, came back, played some Magic the Gathering at the Alienware Training Facility yesterday, and then uh, just been doing free agency stuff. I'm a little under the weather, so if I am coughing or having issues during the show... I apologize. I'll try to mute. We'll see how it goes. Uh, anyway, Mark, when do you tra- are you traveling?
1: Yeah, we're gonna go up to see uh, Ashley's parents on Wednesday. Wednesday.
0: Okay, cool. Well, I guess if I want to see you, I have to do it tomorrow, which would be cool because we haven't seen. Why a do you want to see long. me? Because we're friends. And so friends. let's talk about
1: free agency. Oh um,
0: my God. Uh, anything that surprised you at all from, I don't know how. What are your early impressions on all the projections?
1: I don't know. I haven't like really sat down and thought it through. I've been pretty disconnected um, as much as I can, and so like I see all the rosters, but I'm like, yeah, I feel okay. like
0: you have just been like checked out on it.
1: Uh, I've been pretty checked out on the offseason and stuff, um, but like looking at this, there's no. Super sexy splashes the way they usually are. Like, oh, well, we got this guy this time. It's like, m- maybe if like Ruler comes, I guess Teddy would, would probably be considered a sexy splash. Yeah. Um, but but those are big that, ifs. Most, I don't know
0: if that's going to happen. That's a FlyQuest ADC spot for those that don't know.
1: Yeah. And then uh, for TL, I mean, like Summit coming back, it's not sexy given how last year went, you know, with him joining C9, getting MVP, leaving after they bust her out in playoffs. Like, So for me, it's like, um, I don't know. I don't think there was the typical splash. And I think like normally that would mean like, oh, well, there's a lot of NA rookies getting chances then, right? And the answer is still no. So I'm kind of like, so what am I excited about? And I can't tell if that's just me not knowing some of the like ERL talent that's coming over and some of the other people. But like, I also think that like, I don't know.
0: No, it is remarkable that, So so the like salaries did create pretty hard. Like that is, I think, why you're seeing teams like Dignitas sign really great talent, which is probably a good thing, because it means that you can have like good players on some of these quote unquote bottom teams. We'll see if they remain bottom teams. But it, it should increase parity in the league. I think what is I think sort of you you were saying this too, or implying it like you would think, oh, this is the year where Teams start picking up more NA talent, and instead they're like, "No, who's like a random Turkish support player that people haven't heard of, or you know, random stuff like that." Um, and or who's like a falling star from the LEC that doesn't have a spot, and so we can just pick them up, you know. Uh, and it's kind of a bummer. I think like it just it doesn't feel good. I was excited, uh, but teams teams are like allergic to North American talent. I think they just are completely uninterested. So,
1: yeah, I mean, if, if TL wasn't bringing up Jan and Harry and also Ayla joining, like there would, it's literally TLA players. Yeah, the only ones getting shots. Um, right? Fle- is Fleshy A? He's not. Right? Well, you get Busio
0: and Tenacity. Oh, right?
1: Busio and Tenacity. I totally forgot about them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wait. No, no, no. Hundred thieves as well. All right. All right. A little bit more excited. I, I just t- totally glossed over 100 Thieves and I was scrolling around quickly.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just not Fleshy's Turkish, by the way. Um, yeah, I thought
1: so, but then someone said something in Twitch yeah. chat and I doubted myself. Um, So, I mean, like, there is some, but it's kind of like the people that we had heard about for like the last two years already. Like Tenacity and is a little bit more recent, but and same with some of the, the TL guys, but like Tassie's been hyped up for like two or three years already, Um and I feel like it's gonna be like he's he's joining a good team at least, but it's it's still gonna be like I don't know. I'm worried that he got he gets like overhyped because it's, normally you would just be like this kid looks good and you would just see him yeah like in other regions. I feel like when someone's like this kid looks good, you just they just show up in your league, and here it's like look well, his contract prison for three years. Let's see how he is. <laughs> like,
0: okay. Fun fact: if if all these projections end up coming true. Or getting fulfilled or whatever. If you played on FlyQuest this year, you do not get to play in the LCS this year or this coming year. <laughs> All every FlyQuest player out of the league.
1: Oh shit! Afro's gone, huh? Well, that's
0: sad. I mean, you look at the chart; you don't see him on here, right? Like I don't, yeah. and I don't know, well, right? Like maybe sometimes what happens is you hear a players gonna be playing, and then you hear like, oh, they're sharing roles, or something changes last minute, like an import gets cold feet. And so then they end up picking Aframu or Biofrost or something. I, like this stuff could happen, but yeah, like as of right now, there's a lot of players who quite frankly, like Abadage, where is he going? It looked, I mean, he tweeted out the McDonald's meme earlier. This man has been in the last three LCS finals and one, one of them does not have a starting spot in the LEC or LCS next year.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's going to be some academy signings, and I assume between spring and summer, these rosters will get shuffled around. Um, especially with the cratering, you know, uh, contracts like you're talking about, that like um, the gap to slot in a veteran is probably not as bad as it might have been like a couple of years ago, um, where like if you did take a cheaper contract on a younger player and they weren't working out, you know, like slotting in a veteran was probably just something you couldn't afford to do. Um, I will say, like the things I'm excited about to not be a total downer are the parity is nice to see that it's not just TL, C9, TSM, and, and uh, 100 Thieves kind of at the top. Like yeah, EG obviously broke in last year a little bit, and TSM died, but like um, it looks like FlyQuest and Dig potentially have okay rosters. Um, you know, so that, that's kind of cool.
0: Yes. No, I think I think it should be. And, and not only do FlyQuest and Dig have potentially better rosters, but I don't think people should have – like I was polling people during the last several hours of me streaming the free agency stuff. Most people think – or yeah, more people thought that EG – the majority of people did not think EG got better. The majority of people did not think 100T got better. Um, there's another team I think that I – oh, TL. I think the majority of people did not think TL got better. Maybe they did. I forget. But regardless, like, not only did some of the bottom teams come up, but I think some of the top teams probably went down in strength a little bit. Like, TL's interesting, right? Looking at that TL roster, we don't know who their Korean import is, but I think it's uh, somewhat likely that... um Hello? Hello? So I'm getting like an emergency message. Um the I think it's somewhat likely that they end up with more of a rookie player, and then you for, for the Korean import on the jungle side, and then like you've got Core Young Harry, younger Korean jungler, and then Summit, who like washed out after a split, like uh, maybe this team's going to be great, but like it's not the one that I think most people should be expect. Like theoretically, I think that team should be probably worse than last year's Team Liquid.
1: Yeah, it's hard to say because last year's Team Liquid underperformed. So like on paper, it sh- it might be worse. But also like last year's on paper it did not reach its name power. Um, so a Team Liquid, I have a uh, I have some hopes that they could be better. I think EG could be better. Um, that's one on paper uh, i think it's at best a side grade um there's like different strengths and weaknesses that they have um i think someday can sometimes play like meta carries a little bit better than impact could especially in the like the most recent year um and fbi is like more lane dominant um but danny had crazy carry potential um in mid to late game and impact played a good role for the team so i do think someday for impact is kind of close and fbi for danny again is is pretty close but I I would I don't know it's really sad that Danny's just out of the league as well yeah in terms of like you mentioned some of the people missing on on this list yeah Um, I mean I think everyone behind the scene kind of knew for months now that that was probably going to be the case Um, but yeah Yeah. is what it is
0: well I do before we get into calls I do want to give a big shout out to Grubhub and Alienware for sponsoring the show Uh, we love them as sponsors they've been fantastic but we have a lot of people sitting in the sub calls and pleb calls uh, channels. I noticed that David is in the pleb calls channel, which is shocking that this man does not sub to my fucking channel. Um,
1: David Shinock or who is yes. David?
0: Yeah, Susan um, Nick.
1: But yeah, you can. Maybe he'll sub when you learn to say his name right.
0: Maybe, Maybe. Well, then why aren't you in the sub t- channel? Uh, David. Um, either way, do you want to start grabbing some folks and putting them in the uh, in the chat? I assume we're
1: pretty much just talking rosters, right?
0: Yeah. I think off- rosters, off-season stuff. Like- I mean, what else would there be to talk about? I don't think there's anything uh, else that really dropped.
1: Alright, I'm, I'm just grabbing random people here. I'm just yeeting them in.
0: Yeah. Really? It's going like, to be a wild west. Channel.
1: No, not, not to our okay, channel. Okay. Mean, like sometimes not you not say really you're going to meet people
0: see. and then they go straight in. Walmart is, is doing making that. making
1: too good points. <coughs> Isn't joining.
0: Walmart is doing that. Thank you to Moab Snipes, Kevin is a monster pen player, Wooden Post, Ainubar, Hypermax, Grant Epicune, Big Angry Hobo, Wrath of Khan, Danny Grimm. And I quote for the subs. Thank you, everybody. There's been a lot of subs today, and it's been really nice. Uh, no prime sub does not auto renew. David, that is that is what is up there. <laughs> I hate to tell you. Sorry, All again, right, I'm, I'm going to start
1: getting people so we can we can go. There's there's, there's a lot of good topics tonight. Everyone's okay, doing good. a really good job. Yeah. Normally I don't say that, but people are doing a good job. Not just like with the obvious. Like I like this team, but there's there's some uh, some good ones here.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good. Off mark goes to grab our first caller david suzuki yes exactly uh thank you guys for the well wishes on feeling better i hope so too uh david if you want your sub to alert you have to like refresh twitch i think and then press the button that says alert or whatever it looks like double g is here double g where are you calling from
2: uh houston texas
0: houston texas what do you want to talk about on the show
2: uh yes yeah, so my take is basically that i think um Cloud9, they didn't make any flashy plays, but they picked up two incredible mid lane talents. And they, most importantly, retained Fudge, Blabber, and Berserker. Arguably all the best players in their role in NA. And I think that they should still be considered favorites for Spring Split.
0: So you think they're favorites over everybody?
2: Uh, Yeah, I don't think that... I think that a lot of other teams like... Dig, hundred thieves. They are making flashy plays, but I think Cloud9. They just came off of winning summer. They kept really great talent, and their new mid lane talents have really high ceilings. So I think that they should be able to slot in well with a established Cloud9 system, and should likely win spring basically.
0: Well, for those that don't understand or don't know much about DiPlex, Mark in the Twitch chat was just talking about how he can speak about DiPlex. So I'm going to let him handle that while I go grab something from the front door.
1: <laughs> Fucking troll. Uh, Raz was asking who could speak on it. So I said he could. And I said or I said I could. And I said he plays mid and he's from Europe. So there you go. So you need to know European mid laners are great. Um I think, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, for the most part, C9 seems to do their homework on uh, bringing people over who are not immediately like jumping off the page and, and get a fair amount out of them. Or not jump off the page, I should say, but like things that the casual North American fan, me as well, uh, don't know a ton about before I do research, and then they end up working out. So um, He's top two mid in LFL. That's what Peter Dunn said. So, so we um, replaced Takui. here we go.
0: Yeah. We swapped or to,
1: to two. We'll see. One of the two.
0: Okay. Uh, well I think what's interesting is people in the chat started like laughing at the C9 stuff. And I again I do wonder if people forget that C9 just won summer. Like this is our no, current winning champion.
1: No. No, they are not. Well, I
2: think yeah, I think a lot of people are looking at their worlds performance and thinking, well, they look terrible against like T1, therefore, they're going to look terrible in NA. Like, Fudge's performance against Zeus doesn't mean that he's suddenly going to be terrible against Impact, and someday, when he just body them during summer playoffs. Like, it's a much weaker region, and that's kind of where we need to frame the discussion. We're not going against T1
1: or DRX here. Um, Fudge versus Summit will be hyped. I'm excited to see that. The man who put him in mid lane and stunted his growth, coming back, getting revenge on him. <laughs> um,
0: no, revenge is on mortals.
1: <laughs> I think... So, to the caller's point, to get serious for a second, I... Like, I'm with you most of the way there. You know, favorites to win the LCS, I don't know. I don't know quite about that to think more, but I, I do think that they are top half of the league um, in that conversation for, like, should be pushing into potentially the finals if diplex works out because the rest of it obviously does um i will say uh as someone in twitch I mentioned this too but like to be fair to cloud nine they got hot for exactly playoffs um and that's it they did not look great during the regular season they were very hot or cold um at worlds they did not look great i know you're saying they look they just won the championship but it was like also a period of time where everyone else was imploding like eg was the best team all split long and then obviously things went wrong um and then 100 Thieves never got over the hump for the year, neither did, did TL. Uh, so, like, their competition was kind of weak after that point in time. Uh, 100 Thieves was always good, and TL was kind of always struggling. I don't want to make it sound like 100 Thieves was bad, but, like, um, they 100 Thieves was never in the conversation for best team of, like, that year, at any point during the year. Um, whereas, like, even C9 in spring, there was a case to be made that they were the best team for a portion of that time. Um, the only time 100 Thieves could arguably be the best team that entire of, of the year was like right when C9 slumped into playoffs and 100 Thieves beat them. And then they, they had that kind of playoff stretch through winners and then they lost to EG in finals. Um, but, you know, that, that's, that's almost it. Um, so my, my point is just that, like, I don't think C9 in summer demonstrated that they were like head and shoulders above a bunch of other teams in North America. I think a a number of circumstances went right. Bot lane was uh, pretty uninteractive. It was just like scaling bot laners with enchanters. Um, A lot of people, like Fudge did play well, to your point. Like he he was clearly the best top in NA during that stretch of time. Um, But it wasn't like he was dominating top lane for the entire year or or split even. So um, I I think uh, it's tough. I'm, I'm with you that they will be a good team. I don't know if I would put them down as my favorite um, without more consideration yet.
0: I am putting them down as my favorite. Okay. So, because here's the thing. Who, were also, who else was at Summer Finals with C9? EG and 100 Thieves. And I don't think either of those teams are going to be as strong in spring as they were in summer. And so even if there are like meta considerations to be made with C9, like I don't expect that in spring they will face much of a challenge from a lot of these other teams. They are also one of the few teams like what it's them and hang on, it's, hang on I need to think through this. It's are is it only them and And CLG, who have kept the majority of their roster.
1: No, I guess EG, uh, EG also kept the majority G. of their roster.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> and I guess technically TSM did because they've got solo Maple Chime. Yeah. Yes. Okay.
1: More people kept the roster than you thought. EG, 100 Thieves, TL, or not 100 Thieves, yeah, excuse not me. Not TL. Yeah, C9. Yeah. Not uh, TL. C9, I, I keep me speaking. C9, EG did, uh, TSM, and Golden Guardians, not Golden Guardians. Licorice. Oh, River, River and 6A, 6A, we're A, all yeah. there.
0: Yeah. I the was River thinking of really their. Count the I was CLG thinking of their well, Week yeah. Seven uh, roster of Bright <laughs> Stalker and no. Um, <laughs> I uh, yeah. I don't know. I I still don't think like. I think C9 gets a big gain from the fact that all they're doing is changing the mid, which like it's basically no no other team besides CLG has kept four of the players. Um, and I think they're also just really good fucking players. Zven support is obviously uh, still a lot of, uh, work in progress, but I don't know. I I I don't look at any of these other rosters and say, well, that's the obvious winning team for spring.
1: Um, no, I don't think anyone's the obvious that that was my thing. Is like I don't think C9's the obvious one either. Because I mean like is nice in a sense because like
0: they might not be the obvious, up. but they're my favorite.
1: Sure. Okay, I can take that. Uh the nice thing about playing with Blabber is he's kinda like people talk about systems quarterbacks or whatever, it's like you can kind of be a systems mid laner with him. Like even if you suck, just like fucking slam some supportive stuff and follow whatever Blabber's call is and just do what he tells you to do. <laughs> so like I feel like the floor, funnily enough, is like kind of high. Uh for mm-hmm. For the mid jungle combo, because it's like, all right, Blabber's just going to play Olaf. I'll play Ori or Zillion or Karma or whatever fucking support control mage is kind of good right now. Um, I think TL is interesting. and It, it kind of depends on who their jungle is, like Summit's form, and if Harry and Yon can kind of live up to expectations of being like, I don't think they need to be the best, but like top half ish uh, for their roles in the LCS. Even Harry can be maybe be, like a little bit below that. Um, and then they, they, they might be scary. Um, I think 100 Thieves is obviously like the can the Boomers and the Zoomers find peace in middle ground. <laughs>
3: <laughs> can the uh, Boomers
0: and the Zoomers. Yeah. What can will be a more successful team them? next year? 100 Thieves with Doublelift, Bjergsen, Bucio, and Tenacity or Travis and the Neyman content team, uh, which which will be the better Boomer, Zoomer crew? that's a big question uh, by
1: engagements probably the the 100 Thieves one
0: you know but that, re- that would require hundred thieves to make content um, <laughs> so I think I think that's that's what's up okay um, no I mean I think it's it's an interesting thing I mark what do you think of them changing out Jensen for Diplex? because we didn't really talk about that
1: um it's a, sh- a bit of a surprise, again, to see Jensen. That's another one we didn't really talk about on on the list anywhere. Oh, wait, he is. He's he's dig. I got I forgot. He's on dig. Um, I don't know. I, I assume that they were in a pinch with needing to sign. He was able to get a good contract out of them in that situation. The bubble hadn't quite burst yet, I guess, or something, so I'm sure his contract was reasonable. I think, oh, you're talking about summer? Reasonable. Yeah, for, for Jensen. I think his summer contract was pretty good, if I yeah. had to guess. Yeah. And I feel like with the exploding prices, C9 probably went like, Well, we can get someone eighty or ninety percent as good as Jensen in their mind. I'm not saying I agree, but like that's probably what they're thinking, for, you know, fifty percent the cost. So they do that.
0: Yep. Okay. Do you think do you think this is a significant downgrade?
1: I mean, I haven't watched him. I can't really speak to that. I wish I could. Uh, I think Jensen's really good. I think he has peers in the regular season where it's not like <laughs> going to blow your brains with how good he's playing. Uh, but he seems to, to to perform well when it matters.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. Double G, thank you so much for the call. Uh, anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break?
1: Uh,
2: classic shout out to Grubhub, Alienware, and of course to uh, <laughs> you and Mark, so thank you guys for putting this on. Oh.
0: We love a good classic shout-out. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. See ya. Okay. Speaking of Alienware, it is time for me to promote Alienware on this part of the show. And what I really want to promote is their holiday sales. Uh, So please do me a favor. Go over to Alienware.com slash Travis. Keep an eye out on their site. They always do great Black Friday stuff and Uh, Cyber Monday stuff, Uh, they have some Black Friday stuff, looks like right now, already going live uh, with sort of that claim your deals right now. They've got Alienware X17 R2s that are marked down uh, with, uh, uh, let's see, right now it's 69 and 67% claimed. They've got Alienware Auroras, they've got all sorts of cool stuff going on over there and I'm sure they're going to keep the stuff running throughout the next week or so. So if you are in the market for a computer and you are thinking about getting something, one, please check out Alienware. It's really great, really helpful for me. You've got monitors. They've got a bunch of cool stuff, too. It doesn't need to be a system. And then you can also use Alienware.com. travis If you purchase through Alienware.com. travis. It's very helpful because, one, they know that you purchased it because of me. And, two... They know or I end up getting a, a cutback on that basically for my business so that we can uh, put some of that money that you're spending back into the content that we're making. So thank you so much to Alienware. Again, there's a link in the description of the video if you're watching over on YouTube. Um, but Alienware.com Travis is the link. Please check them out this holidays, uh, holiday season if you are looking to shop for a cool Alienware computer. Or monitor, or accessory, or notebook, which I guess technically is a computer. Anyway, thanks so much to Alienware for sponsoring the show. All right, we're off to grab the next person. Thank you to Golden KS for the Prime Pride Influence and One John for the Prime as well. Looks like we should have our next person coming in here any second. Marcus grabbing them. We will see who they end up who it ends up being but uh boy it is it is tough whenever i am out of breath because i can't breathe through my nose i thought i was getting better i've been sick for like a month i should probably see a doctor Uh, no boat is here no boat where are you calling from
1: you tomorrow then if you're sick dude what the hell
0: uh i'm not contagious i'll say you can wear a mask you always wear a mask no boat where are you calling from
4: uh columbia missouri
0: From Missouri, what do you want to talk about on the show?
4: Uh, Yeah, Uh, my topic is TL will absolutely bust her out. um, And I don't think it's a uh, top two organization anymore. And it's fallen out of favor kind of in the same way TSM did about a year or two ago.
0: Can you a little bit closer to your microphone? You're a little quiet. Yeah. What was the last bit you said about them?
4: Um, That it's fallen out of favor in kind of the same way that TSM did a couple years ago.
0: So Team Liquid is the new TSM. Yep. Uh,
4: why don't you a, believe in this roster? Ro- TL fan. What's that? Coming from a TL fan, I'm, I'm not happy at all with, with the, uh, the roster.
0: Why are you not happy with it?
4: Um, so ever since 2019's uh, fantastic year, TL has consistently made terrible roster decisions, uh, starting with Proxa, um, then bringing in Afari, um, and now I think with bringing in a, a head coach in Marn, who hasn't been playing since 2018 as well as splitting up um, our academy bot lane. You Gala keep you and... keep getting
0: quiet. Can you keep your... Uh, Stay close to the microphone.
4: Uh, is this better?
0: Yes. You said... Yeah. Uh, you said bringing in Marin and then...
4: Yeah. Um, and then splitting up our academy bot lane, who were shown to play really well together, as well as um, kind of just going all in on this Korean-speaking team. In the same way that TSM tried to do a fully Chinese-speaking team, and it just didn't work out, I think it'll be the same thing and this team just won't work out at all. And it'll show once again that TL has made terrible roster decisions ever since they let TL go, or double lift go.
0: And what, what would you have done? Would you have brought the Academy bot lane in entirely? Like no core JJ? <laughs> uh
4: no, my personal decision would have been write double lift a blank check and say please save us. But uh yeah, if if That's that gonna was the decision, a yeah. Uh I've been saying that since uh two years ago that Steve should be writing that blank check, but no, I I think cutting core for the bot lane would have been fine. Keeping Bjergsen, but I I prefer core over over them anyways.
0: Gotcha. Okay. And, Travis, and, what do you
4: think? You go first.
0: Wait, one last question. How do you think this roster will do?
1: Uh, fourth.
0: Fourth. Okay, so they
1: stay fourth. Well, it's hard to call them the TS like the new TSM if they don't get ninth. They
4: got and ninth in uh,
0: 2020. No, no. Yeah, he's well, saying like like, like T- TSM would love to be the perennial fourth place team at this point in time. Like T- yeah. you compare them to TSM. TSM fell T- into the <laughs> – they cratered, right? So yeah.
1: yeah. TSM lost all of its like key staff <sighs> or like what was like – had been the key staff at that time. Um, they lost their like biggest name of the franchise. They lost – they, they were trying to build it up with this like LDL prospect system that exploded pretty much immediately, and then they got ninth place in their first split amid like one and of their coaches also stealing money from players multiple and scambles. having to flee the country. Yeah, like uh this is too hot of a take for me. I can't agree with this at all. Like I, I think you can make the case that like it's a new era for TL and it's it's disappointing and you don't like it as a fan and stuff, but to compare it to TSM like last year is uh <laughs> Well, okay, but
0: let's let's do the softer version, right? Like, well, here's a question, no boat. Are you coming at this more from the fan perspective of like they're gonna lose a lot of fans, like they were a really popular team and they're not gonna be popular anymore?
4: No. Okay. I'm coming from it like a competitive standpoint. Okay. I don't think this team. Will well, work. then there's
0: no compare. I there's, there's nothing like TSM. TSM. You can't say they're gonna get fourth. Okay. Anyway, whatever. So let's just talk about it as if are they gonna get fourth? Um. Yeah, I think fourth is like probably realistic for this roster. I mean, I think
4: I don't think they're a top two. I don't think they'll they'll get first or second.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could sneak in up there, but I think like C nine, EG, hundred T, maybe even Dignitas are better candidates. I was
1: gonna say there's like there's like six teams you could make a like decent case for winning the split. Not like you you really think so, but like it's not outside the realm of possibility at this point in time. Yes. Um, We used to
0: be like a 2 or 3 team region. We're becoming like a 5 or 6 team region at at, at least at this stage.
1: Yeah. I mean, like CLG is kind of like the Dark Horse, right? Uh, No offense to Golden Guardians. I don't see it. Um, I don't really see it with Immortals still. Uh, But other than that, and TSM, I don't really see it. But C9, TL, 100 Thieves, EG, FlyQuest, Dig, and then again, CLG kind of as the black horse, it feels like, I I think TL, um, to your point, you're calling them fourth. That's actually not that bad given what we just said because they could be six. Like, I actually could see yeah. a world where they're six as well where like, uh, yeah, you know, Harry and Jan struggle a little bit. The all Korean thing isn't working quite as well because like culture shock. And like you said, Marin hasn't really coached before, uh, or at least as far as I'm aware and seems to be anyone aware on the internet that he hasn't really coached before. So like, um, yeah, I could see a world where there are a lot of like unknowns and problems that that manifest, and to your point, it it kind of tanks them. You know, if if you yeah. wanted to say that like they're gonna tank and this is this experiment isn't gonna work and they're gonna lose their fans in the process because people aren't gonna feel connected to this roster, like
4: whatever you want to say, you know, like I could buy all that, just not the just not the TSM from last year part. <laughs> Maybe not from last year, but I mean, when's the last time that TSM has been considered like one of the best teams in the in the in the region? I I mean. When was it that they were like what was it? Summer of twenty twenty that they were the best they won? And yeah. before that, how how many times have they won since franchising? So it's it's this uh like gradual decline of just like expectations that T S M has now that I think TL is following the footsteps.
1: So you're not saying like TSM just from last year, but kind of this no. the slower decline. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Man, I
1: yeah, I I can buy that a little bit more, but I still don't know.
0: I assumed I had missed something, Mark, until you pointed it out. If you go to the the wiki, Morin's thing literally says like 2018, and then 2022 became the coach of Team Liquid. Like that is that is an interesting time skip. I guess it's like what is the um. Can you please explain this gap in your resume or your, your work history <laughs> or whatever? Like, <clears throat> what was that conversation like in the in the interview process for him as a coach? Like, I just think it's, hmm. Some people said military service, but isn't military service a year?
4: He finished his
1: military he, he, service
4: <clears throat> before,
1: right? Yeah, yeah you, you're about to say what I was about to say. I was just delayed on it. Yeah, he finished his military service before he even went pro, I'm pretty sure.
0: So to his chat. This is feeling like when you were trying to get us to use Microsoft Teams at the start of the show. Um, anyway, uh, yeah,
1: I don't know. I. It was military, but that's still longer than, than necessary for military.
0: <clears throat> Here is one of my biggest things about this roster. Team Liquid, I think, will really need to do a lot to make sure that fans have a reason to root for this roster. And I think that means creating content, creating a lot of translated content, uh, doing a lot to make people care because I think the region is fairly burnt out on import stuff. And obviously this is not like a full import roster, but if you are going full Korean speaking, it feels a little antithetical to I think I think a lot of people thought that when the when Steve made that change, they're like, okay, they're gonna do all this like Academy stuff, and clearly they have. But I don't think people were like create like, Korean nine or whatever. The
1: yeah, he was like, we're gonna bring up our Academy talent. Everyone was like, pog, and it's like. Only if, the Korean ones. If and then they, we're sp- if more
0: they speak Korean, um, <laughs> yeah. so I just yeah. I I I think it's really important that they end up. Uh, I think it's really important that if they want to re- retain like fandom for their team, that they make sh- a pretty big effort into marketing these players and making people care about them, which has not been historically LCS team strong suits. So I, I will say. I'm curious to see if they'll be able to retain much fandom.
1: Here's the angle I like, and I'm excited. Well, whatever. Never mind. I, I think so. I actually pulled someone with that topic, so I'm going okay. to say it. Great.
0: Uh, thank you so much, NoBoat, for the call. Anything you want to shout out?
4: Uh, Yeah, shout out my friend Caitlin Kimboom. She's on here all the time. And yeah, have a good one.
0: She's she's on the show all the time?
4: No, she's hanging out in chat all the time.
0: Oh, I, I haven't seen her in millennia. Anyway,
4: he took me to my first LCS event. So
0: thank Fine. you so much, NoBoat, for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Have a good one. All right. Are we off to the next caller? It looks like it.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: All right. Thank you to Bastion the DJ, X Z R X Reaper, Aj, AJ Ray five hundred, and Rip and Peppery. Thank you for the primes, everybody. It's very nice of you. Oh, and there's X 95 Thank you. Thank you. We're hitting, we're hitting numbers on subs that we haven't hit for a very long time. Uh, I don't know why once I started doing the show, my webcam started dying far more often than it had been, but it is what it is. Murderino is here. Murderino, where are you calling from?
3: Yeah, I call him from Ontario, Canada.
0: Canada. We love our Canadian callers. What do you want to talk about on the show?
3: Yeah, my take is that TL, going with the all-Korean roster... It's actually the ultimate test of that NA work ethic that there was a recent blame game about, I think. Mm, um, uh. And the question is, if they do underperform, uh, is it really kind of the environmental uh, impacts to that, such as, you know, bad North American solo queue? So,
0: yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about the work ethic part?
3: Yeah, I think by bringing in people like Marin, uh, JJ with his recent uh, interview talking about how he's kind of been reinvigorated. Summit coming back into NA, having kind of a, a chip on his shoulder from kind of getting kicked out last time, as well as whoever the, uh, the jungler they bring in is. I think they have a lot of good cultural aspects to be able to bring that kind of Korean approach to the game, Korean approach to practice, uh, and, and really develop more of a, a culture towards dedicating yourself to, you know, committing to it and working the real, uh, the real hours that they have to put in. I understand the concept that, you know, theoretically, the average team is putting in, you know, more than the average person, but it goes back to kind of that blame game question of compared to the other players, who's really putting in the extra effort to be able to get into that, you know, top one, top two placement. So one of the challenges,
0: Mark, with this is just, like, I think one of the things you talked about in that episode and you've talked about generally is the scrim schedule situation, right? And so if there's not another team that will scrim an additional block or, like, actually scrim similar to the Eastern teams, like, they're kind of screwed. I guess maybe they had scrim Academy teams or something.
1: Um. So the two-block system is, like, also what NA used to do, too. So it's not really, like, a Korean thing. It is, like, now, but... No, that's what the, I'm saying. Well, I'm saying it's like it's not it's it's like one more hour of scrims. It's like not something that North America should be hesitant to. Um, so like the whole like it's ju- it should just be the norm in my mind. <laughs> like I don't want to I don't want the five scrim system to be the NA system. That's the European system that we stupidly adopted. Let's yeah, I'm just saying like, if
0: everybody else in the LCS is on a five scrim situation, like how do you get t- what is how does TL get extra scrims? You know.
1: Dude, Raz is trolling me in chat. We have to go back to the two block system where we also sucked. Bro, we never went 3 and 15 at worlds. We never got 0-10 in a week or 0-9 in a week. It's gotten worse. Go check the numbers. It's gotten worse ever since we adopted that goddamn system. Get me out of it. For the love of God. Anyways, um, yeah, it, so you do have to have like enough movement at the top to kind of brute force the rest of the ecosystem into doing it. Um, but I will say core JJ is one of the most influential people in the scene in terms of being able to like get changes through. Um, and I think enough people that I've talked to behind the scenes also agree that this is a really dumb system. Uh, so I do think it's possible to get it to change. I've heard core JJ also doesn't like the, that, the, the five block system. Um, so I think there's a decent chance it changes in this off season. I'm not like hundred percent certain. I hope it's something that's on, on the books for a lot of the top teams to look at. Um, but yeah, that uh, it is something that people have to do. But but to the broader point, even if they're stuck in the same system of the twelve to five Scrum set, to the caller's point, uh, I do think this is a really interesting experiment because if everyone is on board with this mindset of grind lording um, and just being the number with the raw, or the team with the high highest raw number of hours and doing their best to implement um, a Korean LCK style work ethic in North America, despite the latency issues, despite paying, queue times, just general lower quality, this different scrim block, to your point, Travis, Like, if they can still get results, I mean, I do think to the caller's point, that does answer some questions about our decision-making and how we we treated things.
0: Well, at the start of your, your conversation, I was worried because Bakery, who's the Dignitas general manager in chat, said, I guess the scrim blocks must be the problem. So then I thought you it was unlikely you were going to see a change to the scrim situation. Then Bakery said... There's an ongoing discussion about changing scrim systems, so I don't know what to believe because the person seems to believe that the scrim problem is not a problem, but that also there I might mean, be some some changes to it. So,
1: as I said in the video where I talked about this, it's a it's a pie chart, you know, where there's there's different problems and they're all different sizes of the wedge, and the scrim blocks are bad. The, the current system's terrible. I've not heard a single reason logically i don't care about results i'm not going to do results based analysis i've not heard a single logical reason that it is better than the two block system other than it's easier logistically to handle but like it's worse practice so like the reason that people kind of like it is that like oh well i only need to book one scrim partner and like there's not this gap in the middle i need to worry about how to like use efficiently and like it's just easier to work with. Uh, and if you cancel scrims for the day, it's like, great, we cancel scrims for the day. Two and a half hours, great, we're done. Like, but none of those are compelling reasons for me about like making you a better team. It's just like, again, easier to manage. And that's not a reason to do something in my mind. Like, especially since we all used to scrim the other way. And by all accounts, it was better. So I that that's we're we're going down a rabbit hole here. My point is, to the caller's point, I'm on I'm on board with this as like a very interesting test bed. Because if they do put in the grind lord hours and they get Fourth or fifth, like the previous caller was saying, well, then, like, hmm, what does it mean? So, yeah, I the inter- think there are a lot of, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Murder, you know.
3: Yeah, I think there are also a lot of different ways they can put those hours in that don't necessarily require those scrim blocks to change, right? Like, there is Champions Queue, there is, you know, doing one on ones, you know, there's working just through Solo Queue to, you know, expand your champion pool, right? Everybody was complaining that, you know, Summit could only play Nar. Right, this is a way for him to show no, he's gone to you know LPL, expanded it, he's working to get into any of the new champs that become meta. Right, there's a lot of different ways that they can end up putting in those hours, even with blocks not changing.
0: I forget, was Summit playing much Champions Q when he was here before?
3: Champions he Q it? was
0: in spring, right? It started in spring, yeah,
1: yeah. They had it. They had for- it uh, all year. I forget. Okay, I don't yeah. remember Just what his numbers was.
0: were. Summit was spamming Champions queue. Okay. Because I remember Fudge oh, did yeah. not play a ton, so I was trying to remember. Like, C9 was a very weird. Um,
1: Yeah, like, Zven was a grind lord, but he wasn't playing. Winsome, I don't. I think Winsome played, but I, don't, I can't remember. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, the interesting thing about this, and not to skew too far into another um, conversation, but they will not... TL is looking like they will not be the only, like, fairly Korean roster. And I do wonder if there's an opportunity. Like, I think it would be interesting if FlyQuest and TL just end up shitting on everybody and they're just all grinding hard and, like, doing extra scrims and shit. If it's like, oh, hey, maybe too many people spending too much time at McDonald's. I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah, they're high schoolers in a small town who go to McDonald's and hang out in the parking lot after they're done with scrims.
0: Yeah. Uh, either way, thank you so much, Murderino, for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to our next caller?
3: Yeah, I just want to shout out uh, Alienware, looking at picking up a new monitor from them, the QD OLEDs. Those things are sick. I love my uh, QD OLED monitor, so yeah. It's so It looks so good. Uh, shout out to Liquid Plus, which if you watch anything by Liquid, you should join that. And shout out to my favorite Canadian broadcaster, uh, Raz, just for being Raz.
0: I'm sure he'll appreciate that because he was in the chat. I don't know if he's still. I'm there, trying to
1: think of other Canadian broadcasters to be like, "Wow, you're snubbing this person." And then I think like, it's
3: him and Jat. Yeah. I, I oh, Jat. Yeah, 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 yeah. So,
0: I thought he said uh, well, he, comedian he broadcaster. Jet. And I was oh, like, it's yeah, it's Rez shit. is a Wait, bit yeah. of a
3: yeah.
1: I don't know my coworkers. <laughs>
3: wow.
0: I wow. stand by my comment. Chat. Okay, <laughs> anyway. Thank you so much, Murderino, for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Awesome. Thanks, guys. See ya. All right, so... Off Mark goes to grab the next person. I'm going to cough right now. Sorry for the pause. Okay, so... Uh, we also have in the chat or from from subs uh, Kevin Kevin Eleven and Joe Badiah. Thank you everybody for subbing, really appreciate it. Soul is here, Soul who threw TSM under the uh, in the chat threw TSM under the bus by exposing them and the fact that they were only going to pay him Academy minimum. Love to see it. All right, anyway, Rico. <laughs> I here. loved
1: also the people being like you should he should take that and shut up. That was also really pog.
0: Rico, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Westchester, New York. Westchester, New York. What do you want to talk about on the show?
5: I want to talk about how FlyQuest will win spring and summer split. Hey, perfect segue between what
0: we were talking about right at the end of the last call. FlyQuest wins spring and summer.
5: Yep. Why do you think you don't that?
1: Think, does the eighty carry not matter between Duck, Dam, Ruler, and Teddy?
5: I mean. To be honest, uh, they're going to do exactly what we expect, the, what we hopefully expect the Korean uh, AD carry import to do, and that's to carry, which we kind of lacked in, in FlyQuest with Johnson. He really, really needed resources or a great big push for him to carry, but whenever FlyQuest didn't have that, they just fall apart. But I also hear that um, potentially pays, some uh, like an AD carry sub for a ruler might be of interest. Which might give us like that berserker um, kind of thing.
0: Well, so funny thing is, I also heard that if they if their import plan falls through, they're going to get Meach, who was a CLG Academy player. That is like another rumor uh, potentially for a fly. So I don't know if that changes your situation a lot if they're bringing in like an academy player essentially.
5: I mean, no, offense to Dawson. It's he's pretty much equivalent to a academy AD carry, and we did pretty well even though we lost to TSM. But, okay. you know, FlyQuest has, for the past couple of years, had like a mediocre roster. Everybody Everybody's doubted them, but they did pretty pretty well. And now that, you know, we apparently spent it very big, you know, we have Impact, Spika, Ayla, the quote-unquote second-best support in North America, and uh, Vikla, who apparently was very well with um, RT, RT Oster. I, I don't see this uh, squad failing at all. And hopefully they match up very well. All
1: right. Are, you, are Were you a, a fly? It sounds like you were a FlyQuest fan last year too.
5: Yeah.
0: Okay. And you're, and you will continue to be. Okay. Here's the interesting thing. Okay, you're a FlyQuest fan. You're going to maintain being a FlyQuest fan, even though like leadership has completely changed, all five players are completely changed. Like, out of curiosity, as an aside, what is keeping you a FlyQuest fan?
5: Honestly, they're what they stand for. Um, the community is very, very, very well, uh, very friendly. And, you know, the people that we have replaced, like, you know, as you guys know, your, your man, Poppy Smithy, is now the, one of the general manager. Uh, he did very well with 100 Thieves, and I can see him doing very well with uh, FlyQuest. But what I'm really interested to see is if they decide to keep um, the current um, um, coach. I think his name is Sharks. And maybe pick up somebody like Reaper.
0: Um, who is there? Who's on the, yeah. So sharks and Richard are their current coaches on the LCS or sorry, the, the contract database. So that's an interesting question actually that I hadn't really thought about. I tend to ignore coaches a little bit during free agency. Maybe I shouldn't, but it makes my life easier.
1: <laughs> uh, Also, Knifey mentioned, this is a good call, that Nick Fan is still the GM. I feel like uh, he wasn't always the most front-facing part of the the management team, but he was a big part of it uh, as far as I know. Um, So at least there's that kind of consistency. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know if Jeff – was Jeff Jeff there last year too? Jeff is not there right at the moment. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, Anyways, so there is still some carryover. uh, Okay, so this takes, stepping back to how good they're going to do. I'm pretty, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like a little a little skeeved out. Am I the only one a little skeeved out
0: by this roster? And Can you elaborate on skeeved out? Normally skeeved uh, out is how I feel whenever I'm like walking down an alleyway late at night and somebody yeah. approaches me and tries to sell a watch from their trench coat.
1: Yeah, uh, that's which- that's basically what this is, is. FlyQuest is coming up to you in the dark and they're like, uh, these players should be good. You should like us, you know, but like I don't yeah. know there's much evidence that that watch actually works, you know, that like this is actually a, a good purchase in my for me, you know, like yeah, Bickle's good, but also he's never played overseas. Things, you know, like culture shock is a real thing. There's a lot of factors that can go on. Uh, you know, Papa Smithy, I'm sure is going to be able to do his best to to get the team in order, to like have staff on hand to try and make it not that bad, but like you have two First time import Korean players. Um, Did you have impact there to make it like hopefully a little bit easier of a transition or whatnot? Um, but like that's always a little just like I don't know how that's gonna go. Uh, Spika and Vikla, obviously you're gonna have to learn to work together. Uh, uh, Spika, you know, like he played with Maple and they were they were they were good, I guess. But like, good enough to like win the league, like the caller saying. Like I don't think this would be a bad team. When I say it's heaved out, I don't mean like they're gonna explode to be terrible. Um, But I could see a world where this is a dysfunctional team with, like, (laughs) Ayla and his bot lane not having a ton of synergy, mid-jungle not having a ton of synergy, Impact just, like, doing sin shit in the top lane or something. You know, like, I could see a world where this roster just, like, does not come together. Okay, you know Uh, what? That's
0: actually a really good point because this feels a little bit... I could see it feeling a little bit like that old-school, like, what, 2019, 2018 roster-building roster building maybe even earlier than that where it's just sort of like
1: like GBM would come over you know and you'd be like GBM was good in the LCK and then you would like come here and be fine yeah you kind
0: of like hodgepodge a team together of people that theoretically all should be good but without necessarily thinking too much through I don't know
1: yeah it's like players in Korea are very good don't get me wrong but there's like this assumption that like if you were top three in your role in Korea and you come over to NA you will shit stomp your role and it, it usually didn't happen and they were usually like fine, good. They, they were usually good, but then like you still also had to like work with your entire team and it didn't always come together in that way. Um, and that's not a shot at these guys. It's just like you, you literally probably will never know until you actually all get together and start playing if, if you guys see the game the same way. And like all the, th- it's like all the regular roster synergy stuff if you've never played together with language barrier and cultural bar- barrier stuck on top and whatnot.
5: Which is why I pointed out, hey, you know, I want to know if they're going to keep the same coach or if they're going to pick up somebody like Reaper, who's Korean, who can definitely bring in that Korean aggressiveness into this roster.
0: That's actually a really good point. We don't know how Papa Smithy and Reaper fell about each other at 100 Thieves. And so I guess if they don't end up working together, we'll just know that they fucking hated each other. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a takeaway from
1: from this. No, uh, I think... Or, or it's totally nepotism if he does bring him over. And that Reaper was never good anyways, and that, you know, it was just Papa bringing along his friend.
0: Yeah. No, I think I think that's it's true. Either way, it's a scam. Either way, Papa Smithy's in a dark alleyway with his trench <laughs> with, coat.
1: With his trench coat, be like, I got a coach here for you. He's Korean. You'll love yeah, him. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think we figured it out. Okay. Uh I I am a little. More, <laughs> I'm a little more confident in this team than Mark is, but he did sway me pretty heavily into the skeptical category because it is, it is true. I mean, it is just a random... It, they replaced every player previously and have just brought in all these players without maybe too much experience working together between all of them, and it's kind of like a collage, and I don't really know what it's going to look like until Papa Smithy's done with
5: the glue. Uh, Anyway, just just to continue our analogies. Sorry, Rico, what? Can I just point out something real quick? Um, The FlyQuest roster of Solo, Centaurian, Evil Geniuses, I mean, um, Power of Evil, uh, Wild Turtle, and Ignor look like a bunch of just players that we know matched to a team and look at them for like a year they were second place. Just putting it out there they, this isn't the first time FlyQuest have put a bunch of well-known players and turned out to be a very great team.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I think the, the potential and the ceiling on this seems very high. I think Papa Smithy has done a good job with what What happened with FlyQuest, Travis like ownership-wise that like suddenly gave them pockets or was it the bubble collapse that they can suddenly no, like, go No, because the
5: Uh
0: I got bought off by like some the the individuals with conservative political aspirations and came in and purchased the team. Remember, did you were did you not pay attention to any of this during Worlds?
1: No, absolutely not. You kidding me? Yes, bro. I was like hard slamming VODs because I got pulled into semis randomly, or I was doing like play-ins. I don't know when it happened, but.
5: It was literally a post in the middle of Worlds and nobody really put much attention Okay, to no, no, you know what? That's actually Conservative fair. Conservative
1: political aspirations, you said? Yeah, Trump yeah. The team?
5: yeah, yeah. So, so it is fair. So here's what, here's what happened.
1: Ben Shapiro bought the team?
0: No. So uh, it was not... I don't think it was even during Worlds. Let me look at the... September 27th. So it was right at the start of Worlds. Uh, FlyQuest issued a single, like, three-paragraph... Press release. They did no content, no interviews, no videos, no nothing. That just announced that the Viola family, who are the owners of Sunrise Sports and Entertainment, parent company of the National Hockey League's Florida Panthers, have been had bought out FlyQuest. And um, and Michael Viola is the gave a statement as the president of the Viola family office. And the reason I made the joke was because, uh, Oh, people on, on Reddit discovered that like, hang on, let me see if I can find this.
1: They had donated money before to. No. Okay. So
0: Vincent Viola, who I think is the father of Michael Viola. Um, um, On December 19th, 2016, then-President-elect Donald Trump announced his intention to nominate Viola for the position of Secretary of the Army. The choice was reported to be – this is from Wikipedia. Concerning to the nominated Secretary of Defense, General James Mattis, who had reportedly not informed of the choice prior to the announcement, a position he would directly oversee – and then Viola withdrew himself from consideration for the position, citing his inability to comply with Pentagon re- regulations regarding personal businesses. Um, and the Military Times reported that Viola had been searching for ways to divest his business ventures, including transferring ownership of the Florida Panthers to his family members and transferring responsibility for uh, operations to vice chairman. So you can't
1: lead the army and own FlyQuest at the same time. That's interesting. That's so that's, that's very interesting.
0: Yeah. Um so anyway, that's I think yeah, Reddit, I think tracked it down and people were talking about it in the comments of the the thread. Um
1: <laughs> Okay, so that was the most ridiculous tangent <laughs> of all. Time. Uh, well, yeah, it's
0: just fun it's just funny. All right. Like I think and I yeah, think they yeah. they've like maybe donated or supported some other Things that people were talking about. Yeah, I'm sure they've done. I just, I here's here's what I the the reason why I bring it up a little bit is because I I haven't really talked about it too much, or I don't think there's much to like dive into yet. But this is a very progressive LCS organization who has like fairly has championed like endless progressive causes. It gets acquired by a like family business that is their reputation is far more conservative and we see nothing except for like a press release. Like there's no, we continue to affirm fly quest values or do any content about the ownership group. It's just a very interesting, it's very funny.
1: The great thing is though, is that like the tree quest campaign and that forest green translates really nicely to camo and you can just go tank quest And the industrial military complex and all that stuff. And just, like, I don't (coughs) think anyone will even notice the pivot from trees to FlyQuest's
0: new motto will be, make LCS great again. again. And we're going to see them announce their new roster officially at Mar-a-Lago. Anyway, let's move on. Uh,
1: Uh, My my point with that was just, Papa Smithy has done a good job of making the most exciting FlyQuest roster on paper I've seen in a while. Even though I've enjoyed a lot of their rosters, not many of them were sexy. This one is a little sexy, and I'll give it that. But this, I'm excited to see what, what they do.
0: Thank you so much, Rico Suave, for the call. Sorry we went off topic. Is there anything you want to shout out?
5: That's okay. Uh, shout out to Grubhub, uh, Chipotle for the free meal, um, Alienware, uh, and you guys for continuing to do this. Thanks for you know, giving the community a voice. Yeah. Have Thank a good night, guys. You. Thank you so much for Thank the you. call. We'll catch you next time.
1: I wasn't. In case Rico thought I was laughing at him, I was just laughing at Twitch chat. All the K-Konos are now the the biggest FlyQuest fans.
0: I mean, I think it, yeah, I think it's very funny, and I think, and I do wonder if part of the reason why they underplayed the like purchase of the team is just to avoid people talking too much about the new ownership. I it's I'm very. It's very fascinating. Um, Ugh.
1: yeah. Too funny.
0: Okay. Anyway, we've got a scam train going in the chat. Um, Mark, you want to go grab the next car?
1: Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Thank you to Jobadiah, John G three six five, Warza, Puprup, who just gifted five subs and I think started the scam train, and then Banana Balls for the Prime. Any other? primers out there, let me know. <laughs> Twitch chat, just having a very fun conversation with us right now. Okay, Massey is here. Massey, where are you calling from?
6: Hello, from Sydney, Australia.
0: We love our Australian callers. What do you want to talk about on the show?
6: Do you really, Travis? Because we don't have Grubhub here, and I really want Grubhub here, so I can use your codes.
0: You do, you do have Alienware. um, do. And so that's pretty good, but I apologize that there's no Grubhub there. Whenever you visit the States... You'll have, to, you'll have to use it
6: Next time Worlds is there.
0: Yeah and um, so years. yeah
6: anyway, my take personally I didn't think it was too hot, but um, the polls were the twitch polls were telling me otherwise. Um, I think a hundred thieves upgraded massively and E.G downgraded massively despite how it looks on paper So because I, I think like looking at both rosters on paper, I would take each of EG's players individually, but I think the sum of their parts 100 Thieves just comes out on top.
0: Okay, I definitely agree this is a bit of a hot take. So I agree with the okay the Discord folks. Okay, so w- yeah, go ahead and explain.
6: Um, Well, I, I just think the way that EG played last year, where I think it was brought up by Mark that um, Impact was a great weak side player. Danny, obviously not too hot in lane, but he has insane character potential in the late game. It just freed up JoJo and Inspired to do whatever they wanted around the map. Whereas moving to FBI and someday instead of Impact and Danny, um, I'm not too sure how they'll fare uh, in the early game, um, and whether FBI will still be able to um, carry in team fights like Danny did without getting all the resources. Um, and then I think looking at Hundred Thieves, a lot of their 2022 success came from them having been a four slash five man core for so long, um, and that just the the gelling between the team players um, allows them to play through like late game situations that other teams wouldn't be as familiar with due to like how the scrim culture goes where you kind of just ff fifteen or you know what's going on at fifteen these guys have played through a lot of games together they know how to come back um, and they've just got that inbuilt synergy um, and I think the reason why 2023 Hundred thieves will be successful is because Um, And I guess EG actually mentioned this when Cowrie came in to sub in for Danny. Um, It's easier to just play around like a rookie. Like, you know that these kids have hands. They just don't quite have the brains yet. Um, But having like that team oriented goal where everyone's on the same page about play around Cowrie or play around tenacity, it just makes it so much better and like easier for the team to operate. Um, So I think Bjergsen is very good at that, at at playing around his teammates. Um, And I think... While Bucio is coming in as like a new rookie support, um, he's kind of matched up with the most veteran player we have in the LCS. Gotcha. So it should just be all lies on tenacity.
0: <laughs> Mark, I'm going to throw to you first since you were Travis, a former I'm gonna coach. Travis, I want to throw to you
1: first since you love. No, you're a former coach. You should
0: talk about the team stuff. People are just going to expect me to be like double lift, but uh, yeah. I'm just, curious you, what you, you think of the, of the way. roster stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, this is this is a really hot take. And not even just because, like, you're wrong, uh, necessarily, but I just think it's one that's very divisive. Like, people will either like, be like, you're so right, King, or, like, you're a fucking moron. And I, I don't think there's, like, much middle ground in, in most people's eyes. Um, I think the EG one, it's like the identity is gone a little bit, which is, is almost what disappoints me more than, like, Sunday and FBI specifically, because it was, like, the dynamic duo of JoJo and Danny as, like, hot young NA talent popping up, doing well, you know, with the veteran core around them. FBI is NA, but he's been around a little bit longer. He's, oh, shit, it's like, you know, people, like, start getting into that gray area. Um, and then we saw them play together on 100 Thieves. I do think uh, Inspired, JoJo, and, like, the way I, the way I would pitch this optimistically is, like, okay, take these two guys, and I would argue a better mid-jungle and a better support. Um... And apply that to 100 Thieves who made the finals three three times in a row. You know, like that's a pretty good lineup, right? The other way to take it is like EG won <laughs> in summer over those guys, um, and you've you've now swapped out two of them. So like I, I talked about it a little bit earlier in the show, I'm just like I don't think FBI does exactly what Danny does. There's this world where um, it's better, and they just become like a little bit more early and more oriented of a team, and they're like pushing and trying to play more. But like I don't think FBI had a great year last year. Um, after I was very hot on him last year so uh you know i hope he can bounce back and it'll be a little bit more impressive but i i i wanted him to be in the conversation with like hans berserker danny uh of best 80 carries in the league and it just didn't really feel like he was um and so that's that's for me why it's a little disappointing uh yeah he was he was great two years ago but last year not so much and uh someday an impact i i feel a little bit better about that part of the the swap over um but Yeah, For the 100 Thieves side, excuse me, sorry, to, to get into this, since we didn't really talk about this, I feel like this roster is so weird. It's just like nostalgia, feel-good times, Doublelift and Bjergsen, the two most famous players in NA history, back together again to run it back one more time with like, I guess, franchise player closer now, and also like their two young players that have been in their academy system, and it's like, I don't, I just don't know how to feel about it. Like, I'm excited Doublelift and Bjergsen back, but if I'm being honest, the thing I'm more excited for is tenacity and busio debuting honestly um and i love closer so i like i just but are they going to be good is, is Lift going to be washed Does Unforgiven need to come back in you know it's like it's such it's such a weird team
6: who do you think double lift is realistically competing with himself
0: <laughs> True.
1: his bank account
0: No, no, no. I mean, I think...
1: No, I mean, like, like he's just going to look at it and then be like, fuck these guys. (laughs) No, I don't think he'll do that.
0: I think that... I think it's really interesting to see the responses to both these teams. Because I kind of agree with the caller. Where I think a lot of EG fans are copiuming a little bit right now about... Like, oh, you know, we're still gonna be great. Blah blah. blah when I do think Danny was a bit of a, a bit bit of magic for this team. Now, obviously, when they played with Calori, it was not the end of the world. But I don't know. And then, like the someday impact swap, I think it's easy, and I've fallen into this trap a little bit too of just being like, ah, impact someday, whatever. You just swap them. But uh, it's it's there's you know some uncertainty on how that will end up working out. So I just don't know if – like the big question there for me is like is the magic still going to be there? I think there's a lot more questions than some people seem to have. Or I think the 100T thing, the very funny thing is I think if I am optimistic for 100T, I think people are going to say that as like an emotional reaction to Peter coming back. I actually think that the skeptic – most of the skepticism around 100T – feels like a bit of emotional reaction when I see how people react to the news. Like people seem to be rooting against Peter and Bjerg pretty hard. Like both of them, I think have fallen somewhat from the graces of the community in terms of being players. And the last two times that these guys were together, they went to worlds and they went zero six and everyone's like, Oh, they went zero six. Well, all of our teams went one in five this year at Worlds, and like I don't see you guys being like "fuck all those players," right? Like, so I and, like they won the split, they won the season, and people don't want to think about that. It's just, like it's the spicy headline, right? The zero six thing sounds very exciting, so fling back, but like it's not really a reasonable, logical, thoughtful conversation. I actually think as well that. Peter has had his biggest issues as a player when he has suffered from motivation issues. I have a really hard time feeling as though Peter coming back with everybody kind of doubting him, having not played for multiple years is going to be a year where he's going to have motivation issues. Like I, I think when Peter got, you know, four trophies and then got a girlfriend and it was spring split I think that was more the motivation issue time rather than like, oh God, no one believes in me and I'm coming back and yeah. I also believe that Busio was kind of like his boy that he wanted to play with. So I think that's probably going to be a good sign for that bot lane. And like people are super down on Bjerg, but like Mark, I think you did about 72 blame games this year defending Bjergsen against all the people you know You're, what's
1: funny is I was I was about to bring it up again too. I was like, yeah. I know people hate on Beer, but he's like he, if people say he's washed and terrible, he's not. <laughs> I was about to say it again. Yes.
0: <laughs> so like that's that is what I mean is I do think people who are looking at the hundred T roster and expecting failure are looking at it from like this emotional like, Oh, I don't I don't double if sucks or zero six or five man sleep or and washed, blah blah blah, and I'm like, uh, ah, I mean, okay, but I just don't. I don't know. I, I, I would have more. I think it is more reasonable to have skepticism for Tenacity and Bucio than it is to have for Doublelift and Bjerg. and that's not a slight against Tenacity and Bucio, but like they are somewhat unproven uh, variables in the 100T team as opposed to lift and Bjerg, who at the very least should be middle of the pack. Like I don't, so, I don't think there's a world where Doublelift's like the ninth best ADC. Maybe I'll be completely wrong, but like I don't know.
1: So the caller did ask, like, what, what thoughts for Doublelift? Um, I think he should be good coming back, but I, I, it is two years. Um, he did play a fair amount of league during that time. It wasn't like he was totally away from the game for two years, and it's just like showing back up out of nowhere. Um, but it is two years away from, like, competitive team environment stuff. And that is a pretty sizable gap. Uh, Bjerg, even when he was retired from the game, he was still coaching and playing a lot. So he was at least still part of a team environment. Um, so Peter will have to, you know, reacclimate to that lifestyle, which I think is, um, once you slip out of it, probably harder to get back in uh, than, than, you, than anything uh, especially else. Especially
0: whenever he's made pretty big, massive lifestyle changes. I do wonder about that a little bit. Yeah. But- cuz yeah.
1: that's core jj had a really good quote um it's not about like the the age of your hands but it's the age of your passion i think he said or like the age of your heart for the game you know like it's true that like the biggest reason people retire or like you know get too old for league is not like their hands stop working but it's like your life's reprioritized uh, a little bit and for him he's i i wonder if he can get back into like the I'm hungry mindset. Not like you said, he'll have motivation for sure. I think the doubt and all that stuff, um, but he'll need to work. I think a step harder to to reclaim. Assuming he slipped a little bit, but I don't think he'll be bad. I don't think he'll be outright bad. But I do. I think he's a bigger question mark than Bjerg, who was like we just watched him last year and he was good, maybe not great, but I, I don't know.
0: I mean, the other thing is like, I I think it's worth looking at devil's ADC competition in the league right now. Based off these projected rosters, like there's some good players in there, right? Like Berserker, and maybe some of these other guys will pop off or whatever. But like, I don't think he's like entering, returning in at a very competitive time for North American ADCs. So
1: I I, I feel like you're looking at Berserker, like you said, whoever the Korean import player is, and that is a a wide range depending on duck Dan versus ruler you know though realistically it's duck Dan versus teddy um but then i would say you also have potentially uh yawn if he if he does well and then like fbi right like that's kind of the people he's probably in the same category as yeah and uh,
0: fbi is not as good as the last time peter was playing against him i don't think most people would say
1: L- luger like don't, i'm not saying the other people are bad for people in chat luger is good i think spawn will be good um you know, Tactical might bounce back because uh, when, when Tactical's good, he's really good. Um, like, I'm not saying anyone else is a slouch, but I'm saying, like, the people who Doublelift could come back, play okay, and still be worse than, I would say, are, are those other people.
6: Yeah, I think you need to look at it as bot lane duos, though, because, and this is sure. going against my own point, but, like, I, I would take double lift over FBI. A massive FBI fanboy. Love O's talent. Um, but, like, FBI did just have to lean with he for however many years. I think like Dublift and Bucio becomes – like Dublift versus FBI becomes a bit more of a gray area when you look at Bucio versus Vulcan as well.
0: Also important to watch, to mention that most of these players have been playing in the LCS for a while, and Peter has been laser-focused on literally every single mistake that they make on his co-streams for multiple years now. So
1: so much good content is going to come out of this no matter what. I'm excited no matter what for that reason.
0: I told – was it you, Mark, that I told or was it Kobe? Where I was like, you guys I think it was Kobe. I was like, you guys just need to go through all of Peter's co-streaming vids VODs for like the last couple of years and just create a montage. Like the moment he he's gonna play against FBI, just have like a three minute montage of all of the his shit talking against FBI. Same with Neo. Same just like then when that game starts, maybe he does shit talk or maybe he does shit on him. Maybe he gets shit on, but it's still really fucking good content yeah, for the no, LCS. This, this
1: is such a good idea. We need to start, cat- we'll crowdsource it. We'll get the Loli Sports account or the LCS account to tweet and be like, hey, give us your favorite double if flaming other 80 carries from his co stream days. Yes.
0: Yes. Like it should just be like, and and everyone well, can anticipate it, right? Like you're like, oh, I got to tune in because like we're going to see what. This how this ends up going down or whatever. I think it'd just be so good. And then all these ADCs cause I had somebody tell me um earlier this year, I would never want to be an ADC in a league that Double is co-streaming. Um and <laughs> I, like I <laughs> it's just, revenge time. Yeah, exactly. I think it would also be just very funny if like the revenge tour against Double occurs. Like that that's such a hype situation, I think. Um so I don't know. I think uh, I think people who are doubting like 100T are doubting them at again more for more emotional stuff. The other thing is I saw something in chat earlier say like there's probably a lot of fans that did not watch as much during the original, especially the original Double F Bjergsen days, because like I don't know. It's been uh, like 2019 was the last really big Double F heyday year. And so you know, it's been three years. Like, there's probably some people that came in. I saw Delphi tweeting that she thought Doublelift was overrated, uh, and I don't even know if she watched back when Doublelift used to play. So, I think, like, I I do I think Peter is going to deliver a lot in terms of just fun craziness for the broadcast that people are discounting. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, the the only way this is not fun is if he's just actually terrible, and I don't think that will happen. If he's
0: I mean for some terrible, people that would still be fun, I think.
1: I think I think that'd be like good for haters to like rub salt in the wound, but like I don't actually think that's good. Um uh, imagine like he comes in doesn't end up starting because scrims are going so bad in the preseason, unforgiven starts and double just like retires again. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's like worst-case scenario, right? Like is that actually fun for anyone? Like no. So I don't I don't want that. I don't want that at all. I want him to be good because then that makes it way hyper.
0: You guys have done this a couple times on the broadcast too, but I think finding pictures of some of the newer ADCs from like what they looked like when Peter was starting like his when career. When
1: double face check face the brush against Blitzcrank. How yes. old were they?
0: Yes. What did what, what did they look like? You know what was going on. So
1: I don't the I iconic mean, play that no one remembers anymore. Yeah,
0: I mean Stixey's getting up there too in years, but I I think, I think it'd be interesting. Like, Yon, how old is Yawn? I actually don't know.
1: I think he's like, probably 19 or 20.
6: I'm gonna Google it. You yeah. need to do one of those graphics that they did where it was like, Impact versus Revenge. And yes, 20. has like, all the titles, and it's like, Revenge yeah. Yawn yeah. is 20.
1: Yep.
0: So, yeah, Peter is 29, I think. He's I mean he would have been
1: ten he would have been ten years old when double if attended his first worlds, right? Yes. Went to season two so worlds. in
0: summer split, Peter will turn 30. Um I that like there's a lot of fun stuff for next year. People should even if they're Peter haters, I feel like they should want him to play in the league because there's a lot of very fun content opportunities. Um all right, anyway, uh, thank you so much to Massey for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break?
6: Yeah, shout out all the host talent currently operating in NA. Love you, Pup Smithy, and FBI, and Fudge, and everyone else. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. See ya. All right, shout out to Grubhub. Uh, before the start of the show, while I was on stream, I ordered some Dintai Fung. Uh, I had some long Bao soup dumplings because I'm feeling a little under the weather for like three weeks in a row. And Grubhub delivered it, and they delivered it on time, and it was fantastic. Uh, We actually have a code going on right now for new users. Some of you have never used Grubhub before. Wild to me. You're using some of these other services, which, you know, I won't. Suck. Listen. All I'm saying is right now you can use code TGOFFSEASON. I love that that's their code that they made, TGOFFSEASON, $10 off your order of $25 plus to uh, if you use that code. So if you haven't used Grubhub before, please use code TGOFFSEASON to save $10 off your order of $25 plus. Uh, we love Grubhub. The other thing is, some of you may have missed this. I dropped the next episode of my Dinner With series, which is a long-form interview series where... I sit down with somebody over a meal and learn a little bit about what's going on with them. Interviewed Steve from Team Liquid over some Jersey mics that was delivered by Grubhub. And uh, we had a really great conversation, a little bit about his origins. He made some pretty daring, bold moves in the past to leave very well-paid jobs to go live in a house with Mark who was sleeping in a a closet uh, and some other goofy stuff. To be fair,
1: he did that before I showed up. Yeah.
0: Anyway... Uh, You should go check it out. It's on my YouTube channel, Dinner With With Steve. Please go watch. It's actually – there's some really fun stuff in there. Um, A lot of people in the chat right now are saying it was really good, so I appreciate you guys all. I enjoyed it. Either way, thank you so much to Grubhub for sponsoring the show. All right. Uh, I'm going to grab another cough drop while Mark goes and grabs one of our remaining two callers. We're going a little over time tonight because we started late because we had – some Skype issues and then some Microsoft teams issues. I'm so tired of feeling sick. We started at worlds. I'm gonna to have to go see a doctor, I think. Um, either way, shout out to Banana and Unk Youth for the subs. Thank you everybody, really appreciate it. We got Rez here, Rez, where are you calling from?
7: Uh, Southern Minnesota.
0: Southern Minnesota, what do you wanna talk about on the show?
7: So my take is that hundred thieves signing Unforgiven to their academy roster it's a bad omen because it shows that, in my opinion, it's kind of like them it's their safety to double lift and an opportunity to return like Beer got last year. Double lift's not going to have that because Unforgiven's really he's overqualified to be in academy within North America.
0: You want to elaborate a little bit on you? You think this is like their breaking case of emergency plan essentially?
7: Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why you'd sign him to an Academy role. He played on Mad Lions and he went to Worlds. He was also All-Pro last summer. It just seems really weird that he's not on either an LEC or an LCS team as, like, a main starting AD carry. Yeah,
1: I mean, Uh, I think... Go ahead. No, go go caller. Mark. Okay, I was was just going to say, it seems, like, I don't know the timeline of events 100%, but given, like, the tweets that I had seen from the Pokemon, it sounds like... Unforgiven signed first, assuming he was the starter, and then when the double if thing happened, it it just got his. He lost the starting spot. I don't. Or was it then he got signed to be academy player? Yeah. That was my question: Is did he sign thinking he was a starter, or did he sign knowing he was academy and might get a shot? Oh, I have. I I am fairly
0: certain he did not get scammed. Okay. I, that, that
1: was my biggest question about it because I the the wording of the tweet was like it forces him into the Academy's role or something, you know? And I was like, what? You know, so I, I just wanted to get the, the air
8: cleared on I'm,
0: that. No, I'm pretty sure he knew he was coming into Academy. So do we... I don't think that it's been... I mean, I have not heard anything. This is more of a Lulu area than myself. So, But I don't think that... My understanding is it's not like he turned down LEC team offers to do this. So that's the thing. It's like, even in a world where I, yeah, I don't, I'm pretty sure he just opted into this. Like, it was probably the best option for him that was presented to him, which it sounds like, Rez, you're saying that shouldn't have been the best option. Hunter T should have gone with Unforgiven instead of Double Lift.
7: Yeah. Uh, I think. If you have Unforgiven, you go with Unforgiven over Double If because they talked about in their last, like, interview with John Robinson that they're wanting to look at, like, younger talent. And I think having the younger talent with the younger bot lane and tenacity, I think it would just set them up for a more successful year, seeing as they said that, like, they aren't looking for a championship window now. They're looking for it in, like, two years.
1: I didn't know that they made those comments. That sounds very funny signing up double if and saying that it's not a win-now roster even though you have young players. Because there doesn't seem to be much good evidence that those guys are going to be around for two years. I mean, if, I,
0: if I interview them, uh, I think it would be interesting to ask are you guys looking for a trophy lift in two years from now? Or are you looking for it this year? Because it sounds like your leadership thinks that it's not happening this year.
1: That's
5: yeah, how I
7: admit.
1: at least took the interview that they put on. All right. Well, show. so that. W- at the risk of continuing to, for me not to know what I'm saying, I'm going to stop speculating on things at this point and just say uh, it's a weird situation. It does feel like a bit of a break glass in case of emergency. Um, and it can help motivate Peter, I guess, if you're worried that he's not motivated. Though he should, I don't think you need to worry about that. Because to Travis's point, any time that that happened, it was after like three years of winning straight or like two years of nonstop winning. So like, uh, I, I don't think you need the motivation. And it's more like the two years off, or something else goes wrong, you know. Um, but it is it is very weird. I will say that.
0: Yeah i I wonder what it is from Unforgiven's perspective. Like, I <clears throat> let's say, one second. Let's say that uh, it was Unforgiven knowingly. Let's just assume it was him knowingly signing into this academy contract, etc. Do you think uh, Unforgiven's like, watch this. I'm about to get this guy's fucking job. This is going to be the easiest fucking thing in the world. This guy's turning 30 next year. I can definitely snipe this. I'll be starting for 100 Thieves by Summer Split. Like, I I think the – I don't know. I One of the few times I've ever wanted to interview an Academy player. I, I just – what is sort of the thought process there? What was the decision? So – Uh, I mean, Peter Dunn in the chat says, this is definitely how European rookies think, 100%, no matter what he says. So, I don't know.
7: Do you think that 100 Thieves could be going with like a six-man
1: roster, kind of like what they said they had last spring? No. No, six-man rosters are basically, uh, we're not confident in our five. (laughs) Okay. There's never a time where people like seriously do, there's like, the exception is when they are seriously doing a six-man roster. That's not how most six-man rosters are.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do think for what it's worth, I do think that hundred thieves probably feels as though, like I agree with your assessment that it is kind of a breaking case of emergency thing. Cause it is, I think if I was hundred thieves, I'd be like, Oh yeah, we haven't seen Peter play for like two years. And last time he played was kind of a weird, weird year for him. And, assuming unforgiven academy contract was not that much money like why not just have him there because peter is probably the like biggest question mark on that roster even though i'm confident that like he's going to be fairly motivated that i don't know if like i'm confident he's going to be a top 2 player or that like things might not get weird at some point in time if things are going poorly so i I mean, I think it's like, again, assuming it wasn't that much money, it's like, this is a, this is a smart move in my opinion. Like, I, I don't think it's a bad idea to have Unforgiven hanging out in the background if he was down to clown. So yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's a good, it's a, it's a decent take. I don't, I think it's fine to start double if Look, a wise man once said spring split doesn't matter. Start double if, see right. how he does. First, we, we don't need to
1: talk more about double if. We, we got, got unforgiven there. 20 minutes on him. We're I good. was wrapping up
0: call. the conversation, Mark.
1: I wrapped it faster.
0: No, because now we're, now we're wasting time. I would have been done 30 seconds ago. Rez, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out?
7: Shout out the sponsors and thanks for all you guys do. I enjoyed listening to this normally on like my drives to school.
0: Awesome. Thanks. Thank you so much. Enjoy your next drive to school. We'll catch you later. All right, thank you to oh nobody subbed in the last ten minutes, so I don't have anything to shout out. Um, here we are. Mark is back with uh, Chenkorus. Is that how you say your name?
8: Uh, Chenkorus is supposed to be how it's supposed to be pronounced, but Chenko is fine.
0: Chenko, Chenko, where are you calling from?
8: I'm calling from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada.
0: Another Canadian. What do you want to talk about on the show?
8: Uh, So my take was that Reggie should sell off TSM and distance himself entirely from TSM. And uh, otherwise there's like no young players are gonna wanna know, uh, wanna join them. Like interesting talent.
0: Mark saved the spicy call for the end. Okay. (laughs) Uh,
1: So here's what's funny is we actually had no TSM takes. And like in off season, with all the rosters announced, you come on hotline league, and there's no TSM take. That's crazy to me. So I was like, "Do we have a, a TSM take?" And, and obviously, you know, oh, you asked one. for but, one. I had to ask for one. This is I will admit when I, I people always think that we like p- pander to like TSM takes. Not really. Usually, if there's no, a they used take, to just be
0: here. half the takes.
1: Yeah, half the takes were just TSM ones. So like by definition, I had to grab one. But now I, I have to ask for one.
0: Wow. Anyways. What a what a what a what a wild time to be alive. Okay. So why do you feel this way, Chenko? Uh
8: I mean, we know that Reggie has been like under heat for the you know the bullying that he had done. Uh he had like that seventy five thousand fine he had to pay. And then also I think if you're a young player looking around and you want to join a team and you're like, and then TSM sends you an offer, or another LCS team sends you an offer, you're going to want to join the other team at this point.
0: I think if you're a young player, you're probably not getting multiple LCS offers unless your name you is someone general already sniper. owns your
1: contract and you <laughs> are getting yeah, sold.
0: Yeah, I so one, I don't. I mean, we could discuss whether or not this should be the case or not, but I actually don't believe that uh, the Andy stuff limits recruiting options among newer players. I would imagine it – I would imagine all the drama around TSM and their questions about their commitment to league and all that stuff on a general level is what's limiting recruitment to their organization if – Recruitment is limited, and I I think that that would be more likely among the veterans, right? Like Bjergsen, I'm sure was not like I'm gonna like TSM. I don't think was an option for Bjergsen. Maybe in either direction, but like I don't think he would have considered it. Obviously, double if not. Like I think other players. Like I heard of some other veterans in the league who were looking around for jobs. And at least one of the rumors was that one of them was, like, talking to TSM but was really also kind of hoping that it wouldn't end up being TSM. So I think it probably hurts bringing in more veteran talent than it does uh, rookie talent. But I don't think they're trying to bring in veteran North North American players anyway. Like, (laughs) they're going to Asia for the most part to grab players. So. Maybe who knows how much of the news has made it over there. Like what TSM's reputation is in those
1: areas. I was also going to say, like, I don't know how closely young NA pros, to to what you were just talking about, Travis, like follow the like general high level business decisions and rumors that are going around about teams that like you and I hear that like, oh, they're pulling back on league spending or like whatever, like, you know, that kind of stuff. I I can see a world to the college point that like the Reggie thing is more on the forefront of it. Of pro players a young pro players mind especially um then team business stuff uh but i don't think either is really the case for the tsm roster or whatever uh to, to travis's point like they're looking overseas they have their plan tsm just or the ftx just exploded it felt like they were scaling back on spending anyways um it hadn't been chasing like big name free agents uh last year either really so i i just uh I don't know how much Reggie played into the last year and this year's roster uh, so much as like, to, well, I mean, like he, he might've had a hand in the choices, but not like him being there made it go that way.
0: Yeah. I, I am very curious to learn about what their infrastructure looks like. Cause I heard one rumor that they were not, Planning on spending very much on like coaches and analysts and people, um, or players?
1: Well, or, especially uh, the
0: coaches and analyst stuff. Like, I do wonder if that I, I bring it up only because I do think that that could also be like if your reputation is that you're not going to be spending a lot on like a support system for your players, then maybe that limits player interest. Uh, Mark, did you know that Andy's been? saying January, 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 over and over again? No. So I think, was it last week or the week before, where I talked about how I didn't expect them to spend very much on their TSM roster or LCS roster. And then he went on the subreddit and was like, actually, I care a lot about League, and we're actually doubling down and all this stuff. So then people were like, oh, they are going to spend a lot on their roster Oh, he said, and big announcement in January. So now people are very curious. About, seemingly, the January stuff is not attached to the LCS roster. So there's like community speculation. I should emphasize community speculation because I've not heard anything and people I've talked to haven't heard anything yet. Well, about, but
1: you also are saying that... Sorry.
0: I just The community, especially fans, are speculating that they're going to switch leagues. Like they're going to try to go to LEC... Or LPL or something like that, um, and that that maybe that gets announced in Jan- like they're leaving LCS, and so I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's true. I think part of the problem is like he keeps saying January over and over again, which is two months from now. So it's just going to be rampant speculation until then. Um, but it's just it's a League League weird time.
1: Related st- League of Legends related stuff that he was hyping to, not right. just general TSM.
0: Stuff. Right, right. League of Legends stuff. Yes.
1: I mean, it is a really weird time because it's like right at the start of the season. Uh, so it's hard to imagine like, yeah, we're leaving NA, by the way, but we have another year still, you know, like this feels like the worst time to do it right when the year starts. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. I have no insight. Um, I do think it's just like, I don't want to like flame the players that are starting for TSM this split. Um, and I do think there's something to get excited for like Boogie coming over and stuff. Uh, but it just does feel weird. Um, Even last year, I was, like, kind of more excited because it was, like, new... Like, they sold me on the Vision. Like, I didn't think it was going to, like, pop off and, like, win the split or anything, but I was like, oh, this is cool. They're going to, like, try and bring over LDL talent and, like, invest in, like, this kind of Chinese infrastructure angle that they're going for. Like, here I'm just like, so you got a bunch of veterans that are cheap and... I guess that's that's the angle? Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it's just, weird. What's the selling point?
0: Like, yeah, I agree. So, like, I don't want to shit on the, the players. I also don't even really want to shit on the org because I think there's some people over there that are cool. But I think it is fair to ask the question. I I don't think it's unreasonable to ask the question. Like, if you are a TSM fan, what is your experience right now? Like, you... Hear about this lineup getting announced, it does not feel like it's like most people do not seem very hyped about it. You know, it's I think it's telling that we didn't get any callers wanting to talk about it until you like solicited one. And then
1: it does it doesn't seem like a TSM roster based off the ten years of history we've had before. Yes.
0: And then at the same time, the owner seems to not be saying things like, No, no, no guys, this roster's sick, or we're gonna be doing something really different. Like, you know, you had Steve talk about – like, Steve came out and talked about how they're trying a different philosophy. You had uh, John Robinson and Jacob come out and do, like, their video about it. The only thing you see on the TSM side is Andy going around on social media being like, January, January, January. And you're like, okay, the January thing doesn't seem like it's attached to the team lineup. So, like, as I, the, my whole point is, like, what do you – what should you feel if you are a TSM fan right now? And this is like the way that you're being communicated to from the organization. You know, it doesn't seem like he's trying to give you much hope in the roster. It seems like he's trying to be like, wait until January when we announce this stuff. And then like, I'm just, I am very curious too, because what is it? I'm super curious about what the January thing is, because (laughs) is this something that is supposed to make their LCS fans feel excited Like maybe they're planning
1: now a sixty million dollar facility.
0: Because the other the other thing you heard about was that they Wulu reported that they are trying to offload their the operation of their Challenger Academy, whatever it's called, their Salt team to a to uh, is not Maryville. It's uh, the other collegiate, the college. Somebody in chat will say it in a second. Um, So they're trying to like offload operating it to a. Uh, uh, college to oh yeah oh it is Maryville okay why do I, why did I think of something else? So, like, I just it's it's an interesting strategy because I'm just really curious. Like, I I'm just fascinated.
1: It's Mr. Beast leaked here first. It's Mr. Beast. I don't One of the other so. callers in, in Discord was saying it too. Can't keep a lid on a boiling pot.
0: I don't think it's that. Um, So I just, I don't, I don't know how you're supposed to feel as a TSM fan right now. And I don't know how TSM wants you to feel as a TSM fan based off of how they're communicating their stuff to the audience. And I think that that's a a fair question. Um, All right. Anyway, Chanko, thank you so much for the call. Anything that you want to shout out?
8: Yeah, I mean, I'd like to shout out uh, Alienware, Grubhub, slash uh, Skip the Dishes here in Canada, and uh, you guys for you know making my drives a, a little more interesting.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. Always happy to assist with people's drives. Uh, thanks so much, and we'll catch you next time. See you. All right, that is the show. Mark Zimmerman, what, are you doing a playing game this week?
1: No, not this week. Um, I'll do it next week. Okay, I'll do my homework then.
0: No blame game this week because Mark is enjoying the holiday. Uh, what else for me? I've probably got this Brandon Sanderson thing coming out. I also posted the surprise test with Porter Robinson.
1: Oh, uh, that was really good.
0: Was it? I I thought it was really good. I'm sad because I feel like it didn't catch much traction today. Um, but please go check you, it out. You, Sh- share with a friend. What were you saying?
1: I uh, you definitely should have led with fucking uh. Pippin just screaming about that Timo's or Heimerdinger's favorite fucking champion. He doesn't give a fuck. Like, that was so funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, they were amazing. And we've got one more episode coming too, which is champion abilities. And they, like, they became, Dom and Billy became progressively more unhinged during the whole <laughs> quiz thing. So, like, that episode is going to be really wild because they just started, I think, once they realized they could not compete. They just started, like, running it down in a very humorous and entertaining way. Um, so somebody says, was good but awful thumbnail and title. I, I think can celebs and streamers name League Skins, based off the current League of Legends, or sorry, YouTube meta is a pretty good title. Maybe the thumbnail could have been better, but it's, like, tough also for that thumbnail. So screw you, deadpan. Okay, uh, anyway, thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, Brandon Sanderson interview maybe coming out this week. Pog, uh, it's pretty good. It's forty minutes long. Super Pog. I will. I feel like there's something else, but I guess that's it. Everyone enjoy the holiday this week if you celebrate in the U.S. And uh, everyone else enjoy your lack of content that you'll be getting from American content creators. See y'all later.